Hey everyone, Brett with Apocalypto here. We're on a quest for truth, and unfortunately because of the nature of our show, I doubt we're going to be attracting very many big sponsorships. However, if you want to support us, either financially or whatever other means you feel would be appropriate, please get a hold of us on Twitter at Apocalypto2020. Or if you're watching this video on YouTube, you can click a link in the description below and we'll get you that info as well. Thanks a lot. Hope you enjoy. Rise and shine, sleepy heads. It's time to wake up. Hello, hello. It's the Apocalypto alarm clock. And uh, we got some crazy content today. Uh, it's going to be a banger <laughs> in a bad way. In a good way, because hopefully we're going to bring a lot of information to you that like either you don't know about or you don't know the extent of, but in a bad way because it's like some of the worst possible things you could contemplate in human life. So. Oh, yeah. Um, we're live on DLive. If anybody uh, wants to come check it out, we'll keep an eye on the chat. And... Uh, What's that? Camera. Yeah, I know the camera's not working oh. right now. It's a it's a stream, but it's audio only right now. Alrighty. So, um, so first of all, before we get into this topic, which I haven't even introduced yet, which is the global child sex trafficking ring that exists in the world, it's extremely obvious to anybody that looks more deeply than just surface level. And uh, they don't even try to conceal it, really. Um, we'll get into some, you know, some examples and some things that are actually going on right now in a little bit. But first, I want to just address a current event that is kind of relevant and important, and it relates to our topic, but not directly. Um, so, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, the you know right hand of Jeffrey Epstein, was arrested recently. And there's this huge thread blowing up on Reddit and uh, Twitter about uh, some Anons have found Ghislaine Maxwell's Reddit account. And essentially, uh, TLDR, this account is the most popularly upvoted, highest karma account on Reddit um, of all time. This account was a mod on some huge threads like our technology, I believe, our world news. Uh, and this account had a lot of posts on uh, pro pedophilic things. Um, they would they would go on to posts where people uh, talked about the age of consent and they would correct them. So somebody would say, hey age of consent in this state or country is this and they would be like no age of consent is actually 13 or 12 years old um it's just it's crazy it's crazy so I, I welcome you to check it out if you go to our conspiracy on reddit um or tommy g retweeted a, a thread that we actually contributed to on twitter i mean it goes it goes really deep and the and the fact of the matter is the the mods on reddit after this was identified, actually started wiping her posts, archiving everything, so you can't even see it anymore. But a lot of people went through and saved screenshots before they were able to do that. Um, the reason that they think that it is Ghislaine Maxwell is because she posted every day, basically, not every single day, but essentially every day for the past 10 years. And then all of a sudden, 
the day that Ghislaine Maxwell gets arrested, she doesn't post and hasn't posted since. Her posting uh, also coincides with the dates that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's mother died. There was like a three-day hiatus during that period on the account. And there were also uh, there was also a hiatus during the Kleiner party, which she was confirmed to be attending. And there was also a hiatus during the Madeline McCann uh, issue. And if you go and look at the, uh, go ahead, Jerry. The 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 sketch artists. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the the one of the eight suspects or whatever. Um, John Podesta, his brother, and Ghislaine Maxwell. I mean, almost uh, whoever uh, put the information for the sketch, they nailed it because they all looked like twins. So, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think they were there. I think they were there. It sounds like it. You know, there's no way to prove it. I guess aside from the fact that all the sketches look exactly. Well, yeah, like they, the they arrested question, the scapegoat, I believe, already too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're no free doubt. and clear, for now. So, I just want to bring that up because it's relevant right now. And, uh, you know, if you have an interest in taking a look at it, then go ahead and do so. But what we're going to talk about today is the global child sex trafficking ring. And, you know, we started off the first episode, an episode about Epstein, which is kind of like just the, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, on this mm-hmm. topic, right? Um, first of all, he came in and out of the situation in the public eye in a, in a matter of months. Yeah. And then the investigation just like basically vanished and disappeared. Yeah. Nobody ever followed up on it. Yeah. You've got all these, you know, celebrities and politicians and like global leaders and high level people that are all complicit in this because they've all been on his fucking jet and they've all been to his island where it's proven that all they did there was like rape and have orgies with young girls and there's even you know potential evidence that they did human sacrifices Mm -hmm. there in a temple underneath it all ultimately led to that yeah i believe um so but no investigation you know the fact that there's a flight log um the fact that there's plenty of like circumstantial evidence isn't probable cause enough for us to you know do a mass investigation of all these people why i don't know ask yourself Personally, I think it's because uh, the highest it. level of government is involved and they're not going to turn on their own people. So when when we were like thinking about doing this episode, we were actually going to focus on Bill Gates uh, and, and kind of go in a different direction. But I think that because of some things that are happening right now that are so yeah, disturbing, we have to kind of like shift gears and go in this direction. And... The, the big thing that kind of spurred me on to this was Pizzagate, right? And if you don't know what Pizzagate is, look it up because it's too expansive to even discuss everything in one episode of this podcast. We could have an entire episode of this podcast just about Pizzagate, right? We'll touch on a couple of things, but essentially Pizzagate is... Uh, what it, what it says, basically, is that there's a large-scale child sex trafficking ring being trafficked through a pizza place in downtown Washington owned by a gentleman named James Alafantis, who, who was listed as a top 50 
uh, most influential people in the capital as primarily just a pizza shop owner. Um, and basically, you know, he has uh, campaign events uh, for major Democratic uh, candidates, including Barack Obama and uh, Hillary Clinton at his place. Um, and, and it goes really, really deep. Like, there's a rabbit hole there that you could spend weeks investigating. FBI uh, code words and everything that were used and everything yep. and all their cryptic tweets and all that stuff. Like, you know, cheese pizza means child porn, all this stuff. Hot dog means little boy or what. I don't know. You can look that up, too. Yeah, you and that, I mean, that, there's that's actually... The, and there's some really weird tweets out there that make no sense, but once you learn what the code words mean, it makes a lot of sense. And, and it all came from the Podesta emails, yes. right? Yep. So in the Podesta emails that were weak to WikiLeaks, there was a an email in there that mentioned Comet Ping Pong and pizza specifically. And so a bunch of people online were like, uh-oh, what's this all about? So they start digging into this place. They start following on Instagram. They start, you know, scrutinizing their, the owner and, like, watching his movements online. And this guy just thinks he's, like, you know, untouchable, I guess. Posting all these ridiculous things that just don't make any sense. And, uh, yeah, so I'll let you guys kind of investigate that yourselves because it's so crazy. But just look up Pizzagate and you won't be able to stop reading about it. It's insane. Um, so that was kind of what turned me on to this initially, right? And then I, I came across a thread on Twitter by, um, what's his name? Hold on, I have it Sanger? right here. Yeah, Sanger. Larry. Larry Sanger, yeah. He was the uh, former uh, founder of Wikipedia. So, you know, I mean... Yeah, I was going to ask you that. He's not a part of Wikipedia. No, he's not a part of it anymore. I don't know exactly why, but he's no longer affiliated with Wikipedia, and he makes that very clear. He has a consulting business now. Um, But, like, fairly credible person, you know? He's not just, like, some radical crazy man that's, like, spouting off at the mouth. Uh, he made some legitimate contributions to the world, and now he's addressing something that concerns him a lot. And uh, he made this, like, 35 or 36-line thread on Twitter that basically said there is definitely a global child child sex trafficking ring, and it's way more expensive than anybody really thinks it is. So he calls out a number of things. Um, but some of the ones that we'll talk about are uh, the Catholic Church, Pedo Wood, uh, Underage Groupies, Jim Seville, Rotherham, uh, Child Protective Services Disappearances, the Kinsey Institute, John of God, uh, NXIVM, and uh, Laura Silsby and Pizzagate, right? Um, so... And Jerry's got some stuff that he's got prepared too, and we're just kind of kind of free flow this a little bit. Um, I guess let's just start with the Catholic Church, right? Because that's like a very well known, very mm-hmm. obvious version of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've been in scrutiny for years and years and years. I mean, thousands yeah. of years, arguably. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I, I, there was actually a video where I saw that the Catholic Church, when they were first founded, they are actually pimps, and I, I think I watched a vi- it was a video that I found on Amazon actually, <laughs> and they were that's how like they they raised their money originally is they were selling women for sex wow. basically, and that's this is how they were 
funneling their money and everything. And it's basically they, you know, they take something that was supposed to be something and then they, you know, turn it into a completely evil enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh that's how a lot of this stuff starts out. They take, you know, the teachings or the messagings yeah. of something that's like very positive and motivational and then they yeah. warp it into this like disgusting thing that yeah they they morphed a lot of what christianity is supposed to be into their own thing like i mean the bible says you're not supposed to call anybody else father but like every single priest Mm -hmm. you have to call them father like they are literally trying to play god on earth and that's blasphemous so the whole catholic church in my opinion is is the devil's work but i mean it's and this is probably why they do so much evil stuff in the world but they disguise it under the teachings of god which i don't i don't believe it is yeah. I mean, it's the only version of Christianity that you need a direct conduit in order to speak to God, right? Right. You have to speak to yeah. God through yeah. the, you know, yeah. through confession, yeah. through right. yeah. the, the yeah. Father yeah. Uh, in he, the church. And, and he can, you know, free you of your sins and all this stuff. And yeah, no, there's only one person that can do that. But so there's a documentary on Netflix uh, that covers this pretty extensively with. Um, the, ch- the the priesthood um, you know I mean it's it's disgusting it's horrible uh, mm-hmm. there was actually something in the news like a few weeks ago where I think a couple nuns got uh, or a, a pregnant nun or something got killed or something like that so like I mean I I forget what it was but it was before we even started this it was yeah, uh, yeah there was a I was a a pregnant nun or something was found killed or something like that and it's like you have to know that was part of something you know yeah. I mean? uh, some priest or some father or whatever you want to call him probably raped somebody and they just got rid of the evidence they're just yeah well i mean they've been doing it for hundreds of years mm-hmm. at least probably longer it's yeah. probably been since the inception of the church itself yeah. and the big thing was that you know all these reports are coming out over years and years and years. I mean, they, they, it's not like nobody ever said anything. It's like lots of victims come forward mm-hmm. and try, you know, to get justice, and they're denied it. Or silenced. Or silenced. Like, uh, but a lot of it was, I mean, the police knew about a lot of these things. A lot of these communities, you know, had multiple repeat, uh, I don't know, like accusations and then the police just didn't do anything about it so it makes you wonder like is this at is this all the way down to the local level is this like a you know a federal thing is this a state thing is this at every level why are you able to get away with child molestation in such a large scale you know institution for hundreds of years when people are talking about it all the time Finally, it becomes a big news story because uh, I think that Boston newspaper, um, there's a movie about it that was that was uh, created. Um, they broke open this huge uh, story. Uh, and, um, you know, that's that's the only reason that this came to prominence. The only reason that this story about the Catholic Church and their like serial raping of children, specifically young boys, ever even came into the public eye was because of this, you know, one offshoot article that got written in a newspaper and caught national media attention. Um, If it wasn't for that, we probably still wouldn't even have mainstream 
knowledge of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it makes you think, I mean, a lot of these ancient families, these long lineages, mm-hmm. you know, that go back year, like hundreds of mm-hmm. years, they've all had, you know, pope ships, cardinal ships. They've all, you know, mm-hmm. promoted their offspring and their their lineage into the church. And if they're all satanic devil worshipers that are all the popes of the Catholic Church, I mean, that that's where this the impetus for this corruption starts and why it can proceed for so long because they have so much wealth and so much influence oh, yeah. and people are just scared right. to like challenge them right I actually started writing a book this week that I'm hoping will like kind of cover a lot of the things that we're going to talk about in the podcast but it's supposed to like create a, a logical reasonable um presentation for people mm-hmm. so that it can't be deemed a conspiracy theory right so we'll we'll talk about that more later but um so yeah the catholic church you know everybody knows about that that's not like new news and some of these things you you may know about you may not know about i don't know but we'll we'll, we'll talk about them um pedo wood you know a lot more about this than i do i just know hollywood oh. um that's what they call it on, you know, the internet. The people that are, you know, people refer to woke as being, like, sensitive to black rights. But being woke is actually understanding that there's some really crazy shit going on that nobody there's talks about. to this reality that yeah. we all live in. Um, so, Peta Wood is, you know, Hollywood, but a bunch of pedophiles. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. like a big popular example, obviously Kevin Spacey. Yeah, you've got yeah. Um, and the three kids that called him out are all dead now. Ridiculous. Um, you got Weinstein, yeah. but I mean, he he hasn't actually, I don't think, been like convicted or accused of child specifically. No, just like rape and stuff. But but who knows? I mean, child can't speak because he's probably dead anyway. Yeah, I mean, looking at that guy, yeah. he's about. Did you see that one, that one chick that was testified against him said that he had he was a hermaphrodite? <laughs> Did you, see, you didn't see that? Yeah. She said he had both parts. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, both parts. <laughs> That's going to be the next documentary. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, all the celebrities that were on Epstein's uh, planes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can go back to Hugh Hefner back mm-hmm. in the, uh, was it the 70s or 80s? Where do you he, think he got all those models from? Oh, dude? I'm sure. He was grooming them dude, from the time they were probably five years old. He, he took pictures of a naked 10-year-old Brooke Shields and put it in the magazine, and nobody batted an eye. Wow. Not one person batted an eye. You could literally go online and look up that, and you will see a naked 10-year-old Brooke Shields, and nobody batted an eye ever. So you, th- you don't think that this guy has been funneling kids, grooming them to be playmates their whole entire life. I mean, that's just, it's disgusting. And and he's like one of the most, or was one of the yeah. most like revered people yeah. in all of Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, that's something I never knew until about like a month ago. But yeah. Like, I mean, this is something the Playboy is, you know, is a huge staple in that industry. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it was basically probably founded on child molestation and trafficking and all that stuff. And it's, 
it's it's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, you talk about like you mentioned Epstein and and the people that have been involved with him, like the Lolita Express. Yeah, right. I mean, like the people on his flight log are like Naomi Campbell was on there, Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks was on there, Alec Baldwin was on there. Um, I mean, there's there's a ton of people. I mean, you could look it up. It's it's public information. Gawker, I think, broke the initial story on it and if you just go to their website and like look at just just type in lolita express flight log anywhere and you can literally go through and read all the celebrities Mm -hmm. that have been to the island the island where it's well documented well known that Mm -hmm. you know child molestation and rape happened there once you dive into this just a little bit you'll start seeing you start recognizing more and more videos that you come across in the internet and everything and like there there's there uh um, you remember Major Payne back when we were kids? Mm-hmm. Remember the little black kid that, uh, or I think his name was Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. That kid, he he claims he was molested by Will Smith like his entire childhood. Really? Yeah, and he goes off on internet videos constantly about all the stuff that Will Smith used to do to him and everything, and and it's just like if you feel bad for him because you know he was an up and coming star, but. You know whether or not he got that gig because his parents, you know, basically gave him the Will Smith or anything. But anyway, that his <laughs> whole life is ruined. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, Will Smith apparently raped him his entire childhood. <sighs> and you got you got uh, what's his Woody Allen. Oh my he God, he's married disgusting. his daughter he adopted from China years ago. So he adopted a child. Then when she got of age, he married her. I mean, this this is all, and this is all nothing. None of this is hidden. And if if this is all in public view, what do you think isn't in public view? Yeah, that's the scary thing. Is like, you know, they're raping and killing children. They're, they're legally showing you a naked ten year old girl. Nobody says anything. What are they doing to other ten year old girls that aren't getting shown? You know, it's just like you. I mean, they're, they're, it's the roots to this. Well, and run deep. Just to back this up a little bit and like give it some credence with statistics right um missing children in the world is like a a staggeringly high number Mm -hmm. right annually um in the united states alone the can we wear a mask for that (laughs) (laughs) in the united states alone the estimate of the number of missing children yearly it is it ranges from 460,000 to 800,000. That's a big range. <coughs> a part of that is because it's it's a hard it's a difficult to document and track um, statistic. Um, but at the very minimum, there's like conclusive evidence that there's at least 460,000 children that go missing every year, right? Some of those are runaways, some of those are whatever, but like lots of kids are going missing right globally on an annual basis uh if you include all the countries that actually track the statistic which are not many there's about 900,000 children that go missing globally and that doesn't include countries like china that would probably document it yeah yeah you can't get information from china so yeah. and probably like, india too some and of that area india is does report about 100,000 uh, Germany reports about a hundred thousand. What's that? I would guess that number. Oh is yeah, low. I mean, like I said, this is just the actual documented cases that they can like physically verify. 
against an audit, basically. We're not talking about all the missing kids that don't get reported or, you know, are, their parents are paid off or whatever the case may be for why these kids go missing. So if, you, if you're actually reporting 460,000, the numbers probably double, maybe triple that, you know, just not reported, all the people they're paying off. Um, so I just want to get that out there. Like, we're not just talking about the fact that there's children that are being, you know, taken advantage of and, and, and raped and murdered. It's a lot. It's not just like some pitiful small number, you know. We get all upset about, you know, three or four adult black people getting assaulted by, you know, police officers when that's just a that's a slate of hand like they're tricking you into thinking that this is like a huge re real problem when we've got hundreds of thousands maybe millions of children being kidnapped like that's that's insane that it's not a racist country they have the fake hate crimes it doesn't it's not covered on fox it's not covered on cnn nowhere in the national news media you don't see it anywhere on major social media platforms you see it on like you know investigative journalist twitters or just anon's twitters and, and things like that but you don't see it anywhere uh mainstream at all it gets no attention whatsoever and so that's why we're talking about it right now um Peter wood you know is there anything else you want to cover on that jerry uh no i don't think i don't know okay um i just know that you know the whole industry of hollywood yeah not every single individual that's a part of the industry but the mm -hmm. but the industry as a whole is permeated by this sure and um you know there's a a boxer i can't remember what his name is he was on infowars a little while ago um who's you know well ingrained in hollywood society knows a lot of people in hollywood um basically put out a youtube video that went viral um that said you know he knows lots of people in hollywood that rape and kill children and harvest their um harvest adrenochrome from them uh, as a means of you know adrenaline um addiction uh some people say that it's like a youth yeah uh, enduring serum uh and j for anybody that doesn't know what adrenochrome is basically uh when you get a massive spike of adrenaline um you know that th right. feeling or that sensation but also when it's fear produced so mm -hmm. so when you terrify somebody in such a way that they have a massive spike of adrenaline um in children it is i don't know if it's chemically or molecularly different but it it produces a different type of effect than it does in well, yeah, adults from one it's they're healthier because mm -hmm. they're younger they have less toxins and stuff in their body and yeah i mean two they're easier to scare mm -hmm. um easier to control and everything but like i mean i can I saw a post the other day, and this 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 part's really sick. Um, the whole Wilson thing and Castaway, mm -hmm. what that hand represented. So when they're, is that the Nambla hand? No. What I, what I was reading is when they when they are getting this adrenochrome. Apparently, what I read is they skin the child. 
basically. And then they rape it. They so like they so they basically they're living they're they're in so much pain and everything and their adrenaline is just going while they're excreting their blood from them. And there's literally a music award show where Lady Gaga, who is in the middle of this 100%, literally dressed up as a skinned person. And it, trust me, it's all connected. It sounds bizarre, but it's, it, it is. So when they, they, when they ex, uh, excrete this blood from their adrenal glands, when they're all getting tortured and all this stuff, that's when they bottle it and use it for when when they need it and it, it's a drug it's a drug apparently it makes them feel younger and all that stuff but it's well i mean it's, 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 a, it's a sick there's photos that you can like find online of people who are supposedly engaging in in adrenochrome mm-hmm. uh where you know if they get off of it for a period of time they they just look like they've aged oh yeah you I know mean, yeah when we were all in quarantine and um you saw all these weird celebrity videos. I mean, you saw Ellen DeGeneres look like she was 110 years old. Um, Sharon Stone looked like she was 110 years old. All these celebrities, they, they looked like they were about to die because they couldn't get out and get their, their fix. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Um, so uh, one thing, one, another thing I want to touch on real quick before we continue down this list that we mentioned is um, this Wayfair sex trafficking scandal, right? Um, now, this isn't proven. You know, this isn't like the Catholic Church, like bona fide public official evidence that like this happens, but it is extremely suspicious. And if you don't know about it, um, you can find it on Twitter. You can find it, you know, in a lot of places on, on uh, social media. But... The story essentially is that Wayfair um, is listing these cabinets and throw pillows. When I say throw pillows, I mean like you know something you'd usually pay like maybe twenty bucks for on the on the high end, or or if it was really nice, you'd pay maybe like fifty bucks for it. These pillows are being listed on Wayfair's website for sale at a price point of ten thousand dollars. Okay, these cabinets. And by the way, all the listings are the same image. So it's the same image of the same product for all of these listings with these different prices. And these cabinets are selling for $14,000. Coincidentally, having all the same pictures, they're named, the cabinets are named after children who are missing this year reported missing since the beginning of 2020. The cabinets, I think, were all boys, and the throw pillows, I think, were all girls' names. But, I mean, it aligns exactly. you got children missing in January, children missing in July, in June, in May, and it just so happens that these $14,000 cabinets have the same name as these kids. And then, to top it all off, Newsweek puts out, you know, an article saying, hey, this is all bullshit. And Wayfair says that they're just industrial quality. So they cost fourteen thousand dollars. What what's an industrial quality pillow? How how do you have an industrial quality ten thousand dollar pillow? Oh, not to mention Newsweek article doesn't say anything about the fact that the cabinet names are all missing children names. 
Oh, and uh, Wayfair immediately took down all of these things as soon as people started talking about it. So, I don't know, you tell me. Does it sound more suspicious that Wayfair's got $14,000 cabinets that should usually be maybe like 50 bucks, named after kids that are all missing? Or does it sound more realistic that these are just industrial quality throw pillows for $10,000? I don't know. Um, extremely suspicious. Sounds like a front for a pedophile ring to me. I mean, they're selling kids online. Like, you can literally go online to major websites and buy sex slaves who are, like, children being trafficked. It's disgusting. It's horrible. And nobody is talking about it except for the Anons on Twitter, basically. The people who are, you know, sojourning this awful reality into the greater public light. I was talking with it about my mom earlier, you know, because I was doing research for the show tonight. And like, I'm like, Mom, you got to you got to listen to me for a minute and look at some of these things. And she's like, that's absolutely disgusting. Why would you even want to look at something like that? I'm like, I don't want to look at it. I wish I didn't have to look at it. I wish it didn't exist in the world. But the fact that it does exist in the world, now I can't stop looking at it. Now I can't stop talking about it. Now I can't stop making everybody around me know or at least be aware of the fact that they should be looking at this with more scrutiny because you're not going to get it from Fox News. You're not going to get it from CNN. You're not going to get it from Facebook. You're not going to get it from Reddit anymore either. These places are all in it to get to win it. They're in it to win it together. And we have to get a network of reliable, smart, good people that want to do the right thing in order to expose this and in order to eliminate this. It's going to be more than just talk. I can tell you that much. Because these people are not going to give up their rights to rape children without a fight. You can bet your ass on it. Anyways, sorry. It's just, this is so terrible and it's so ridiculous. And I'm starting to really get invested in it. And, um, you know, I hope that other people who listen to our show will, will at least do their own research. Just do your own research, man. I'm not telling you you got to, like, listen to everything we say and, and, and you know, indoctrinated and, and, like, adopted into your lives. But just do your own research about the things we're talking about. And you're going to come across things that look really fucking weird. So the next uh, the next thing in the Sanger thread that I was looking through um, is Jimmy Seville. Right. And if you don't know who Jimmy Seville is, he was a major like DJ radio host in Britain um, from I think it was like the late 90s, mm-hmm. something like that. And this guy is, you know, essentially like friends with the royal family, um, you know, at uh, Buckingham Palace all the time like he's a huge celebrity over in Britain and for about 30 years he's getting you know numerous accounts of people who have been molested by him specifically young boys 1400 accusations of child rape different accounts from different people and this guy gets 30 years before anybody does anything about it why do you think that is? Probably because Prince Andrew's over on Epstein knows. Island 
raping young girls while this guy's over in Buckingham Palace raping young boys. Like, it's not rocket science, people. Andrew's connected to Epstein. Seville's connected to Andrew. Uh, These people run in the same circles. You have to... I mean, how many people are even out there that would be willing... Yeah, all the so-called elites, they're connected. Just like we were talking earlier. I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell's nephew was Hillary's like uh, right-hand man for the Middle East when she was in the State Department. And, and he was only, what, 25? Right, right out of college, yeah. Had no experience in politics or foreign affairs or anything, and just because of who you know. And it's all, it's all connected. I do see um, we do have one viewer in the chat right now. That's a first for us, okay? Oh, that's, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We got two. We got two. We're good. Um, so continuing on here, um, and this, this is just, we're going through this painstakingly because you need to understand that these aren't just isolated incidents, right? These are like specific trajectory events that occur over a period of time in a very calculated way, right? It's not like, oh, We've got all these isolated incidents of, like, children getting raped. No, you've got thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of children every year disappearing. They're being sold to all these different people. They're being sold to all these different places. They're being, you know, I mean, wait till we get to John of God, this guy. Holy shit. You know about him? I read a little bit about him. Oh, my God. This guy's a nut job, man. Brazil. We're not there yet, though. Um, so Rotherham is another one. Okay, this is another British. Um, it's like a like a some borough in Britain, um, and essentially they they had a about a thirty year period where um, you know again thousands of children uh, went missing and had you know accounts of being raped, and basically what had happened or how it was set up was the kids would go out into the streets and taxi drivers would drive by and coax them into their um, cabs and they would take them, they would go and gang rape them basically and force them to watch other children get raped. Um, And I I mean, this is all stuff that's documented that like happened in real life. You can go look it up. It's like people got arrested for this shit. Um, this isn't even like conspiracy theory stuff. This is real life stuff that happened. Um, and the police knew about it for about 30 years and never did anything about it. And I think, I think a lot of these things start coming to light now because you have these people online that are doing so much research and like come up with these convincing pieces of evidence that you just cannot refute. Like you can't say that it's not real. And then people start to see it and good people don't want that stuff to happen. No. I mean, they, they mean, just, just like that, uh, that chick from like ABC News who supposedly broke the Epstein case years ago. Oh, yeah. But the people from higher up said, mm-hmm. no, you can't run that. Yep. I mean, why do you think? Wonder why. <laughs> um, I mean, they know about this stuff. Yeah. They know about it all. Um, unfortunately, the fact that they know about it is what enables them to create all of this infrastructure around protecting them, you know, um, the media is not going to cover it. 
It's not. It's an untouchable no. subject. Or if they do cover it, the only capacity they cover it in is in response to an accusation that they just then spin off as a conspiracy theory. Right. Everything that ever talks about these things it's is always a conspiracy theory. And that's why that term was created from the get-go. Well, but here's the thing, though. Conspiracy theory is not necessarily, like, if you look at the actual words and the language of it, it's not, it, it's not negative by connotation. You know, um, a theory is a thing that is scientifically based, right? You know, in, in science, you have a hypothesis. You do, you know, you do uh, experiments on your hypothesis, and then you get some results, and then you de develop a theory based on the observations that you make. And then, you know, you continue to do experiments, and eventually maybe you create a law. Um, conspiracy in and of itself is, is just basically like something that's unknown. Um, or or that is suspected, right? So you put those two words together and like in the language of itself, it's just like basically creating a hypothesis about something that you, you know, think may have happened. And as you gain more information about it and you get more certain about it, then it transitions into something else. Uh, but they've turned it into this term that's like... But you do know who coined that, though, right? Who is that? The CIA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a CIA yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. um, to foil everyone who was, uh, didn't believe the Kennedy assassination. Everybody who had their different opinions of it, everything, they were, they were deemed conspiracy theorists. And that's where they created that term for, to basically call them people buffoons. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did read that. I, f I forgot that it was a CIA thing. Um They've been using it for years. And, you know, whatever. We can change the language. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have to be victims. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just uh, giving this one more follow here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Um... So the next one on our list is uh, CPS disappearances, Child Protective Services, mm -hmm. specifically related to America. So I have this uh, thing that I pulled up earlier, just doing some research on these things. And this one, here's the ugly truth. Most Americans who are victims of sex trafficking come from our nation's own foster care system. It's a deeply broken system that leaves thousands vulnerable to pimps as children and grooms them for the illegal sex trade as young adults. Most people don't know about our nation's foster care to sex trafficking pipeline, but the facts are sobering. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children found that of the more than 18,500 18, endangered runaways reported in 2016, one in six were likely victims of child sex trafficking. Of those, 86% were in the care of social services when they went missing. Okay? So, we're saying, we're, what, what we're saying right now is, out of 20,000 kids that were uh, reported missing to just this one, in, just this one um, reportable source, right? Just this one place. So, out of those 20,000, one in six. So, I don't know. 20,000, one in five would be 2,000, right? So 20, 
18,501 and six is like maybe 1100 or something like that, 1200. So I'm not, I'm not good at math, but it's in that range. And we're saying basically 1200 kids in the sample size were victims of child sex trafficking. And of those 1200, like 950 of them were abducted in the care of child protective services. So what do you think that means? How, how do you abduct a kid when they're in the protective services of the state? Well, probably the state just gives them to whoever abducted them. Probably. I don't I don't think there's like a, it's not like a bank robbery. We have to like break in and hold people at yeah. gunpoint, uh, yeah. you know? It's it's more like a grocery store for young children. Um yeah, and and I'm going through anytime you want to hop in on no, any no, of the subjects you want to talk about, Jer. No, you're fine. Um I just want to get these kind of out there and then we can move in a different direction. Um former CEO of Reddit uh Ellen K Powell admitted in a tweet on Twitter that she knew that Ghislaine Maxwell was uh, sex trafficking children. This is a former CEO of Reddit. Um, she said she was at the Kleiner holiday party in 2011, but I had no desire to meet her. She's talking about Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, much less have a photo taken with her. We knew about her supplying underage girls for sex. She says that in a tweet, apparently not realizing that, like, you're talking about something that happened in 2011 and that you knew about the fact that children were being sex trafficked. And what did you do about it? You did nothing. You allowed Ghislaine Maxwell to continue to be the most popular, most influential Redditor in the history of Reddit. Is that does that make you complicit? I think it does. I mean, you have a platform. The, the most despicable thing about this is the people that have the platform who can maybe do something to bring this to light, and they just don't. Dude, that's just what we saw last week when we were looking up that whole NAMBA thing. Mark Zuckerberg joined that organization. He owns Facebook, and which owns Instagram and all this other crap. I mean, he joined the North American Man-Boy Blood Association, and these are the people that ro- control our media. Yeah. Trust me, I don't want to be on these things, but guess what? You have to use your enemies' yeah. tools against them. Yeah. That's just what we got to do. In the world that we live in today, where they control it, you got you to gotta use it against them. Yeah, because if you just completely evacuate from the medium, then yeah. you just lose... Yeah. The advantage, right? right. You just ha- they have a massive mm-hmm. advantage over you because then you're not mm-hmm. contributing anything back mm-hmm. towards the negativity. And that's why you have to pay attention to who's getting kicked off of media and everything because usually they're on to something if they are. The, well, the fir- I, one thing I've started to notice is as soon as I see something get censored mm-hmm. or deleted right. or, you know, this was removed yeah. because it violates our terms and conditions. Yeah, if you try to like something on Instagram or retweet something on Twitter and it won't let you or anything, they are silencing that tweet for the content. And they've already scrubbed it. They, there's information in there that would be negative towards them. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to let you 
continue the thread. Well, think about it this way, right? Twitter specifically. Um, porn stars are allowed to just post like graphic sex scenes yeah. in tweets, right? Mm -hmm. They can just put up videos. There's no protection against it. No. Like and, and any anybody that's on Twitter, if they're five years old or 12 years old or 15 yeah. years old, if they can find this account on Twitter, they can go on and just watch gratuitous sex for free, you know? And apparently that doesn't violate their terms and conditions. No, but this tweet about Wayfair, yeah. child sex trafficking people on their website can get censored. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know why. They didn't they didn't say anything yeah. that, you know, they were just taking screenshots off of their off of their phone. You know, they're just reporting things that are actually present in the real world. Why is that being censored? When excessive pornography doesn't need to be on a platform where there's no age limit. I mean, maybe there's yeah. an age limit, but it's not that hard to fucking pretend like you're older than you are. Yeah. You just put in a different birthday. And it's not rocket of, science. Their, their terms of agreement is like last time they changed. I remember it was it made a big, uh, big storm on Twitter because it had something to do with that uh, with minors too on there that were it was, it was something weird. So I mean, they're they're definitely complicit too. Well, every I mean, time every time these people get sued for you know a billion dollars or so they make a change and every time they make that change they probably make a lot more changes but nobody reads it nobody cares you know you have to accept it or you can't use the platform so whether you read the you know 500 page document that they fucking make you sign off on or not you have to agree to it so even if you know what it, it's it's almost better to not know what you're agreeing to because if you knew what you were agreeing to, yeah, you you'd be, be less likely to do it, you know? Absolutely. Um, so anyways, uh, the next one that we have here, um, that was actually just an aside. I wanted to throw that in because, like, it just proves that, you know, the highest level ranking executive in Reddit is basically a, a Ghislaine Maxwell accomplice or supporter or at the very least knew what she was doing and said nothing about it. Um, the Kinsey Institute. This one I don't know anything about. Oh my God, you're, <laughs> you're going to hate me for telling you. You're going to hate me so much for telling you. This one actually made me sick to my stomach, and that's difficult to do. I have a high tolerance for graphic bad things, and this was like, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, so the the... Kinsey Institute um, is a world-renowned institution. It is endorsed by the UN. They have a global lobbying, um, I don't know if it's a license or a merit or something, but they are a global lobbying institution. They're tied to the, I believe, Indiana University. Don't quote me on that. Yes. but um, I, that, 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 it is out of Indiana. Yeah. Okay. So the founder of the Kinsey Institute, Mr. Kinsey, um, one of the very first research uh, articles that he published was called In Sexual, oh, sorry, Sexual Behavior in Human Male. This is disgusting. This is horrible, right? They did one for the human female as well. What they did is they got state funding to do this sexual research on children, okay? So 
Um, what, it was on kids. Yeah, they they got they got state research, state funded research, uh, to do experimentation, sexual experimentation on children. So what they did is they would they would get parents. Um, I don't know if this was like deep, like deceit where they are, you know, instilling these or incepting these false principles in the parents and tricking them into doing it. Mm -hmm. Or if the parents were just desperate for money or if they were just really bad people or if it was some kind of concoction of all these different things together. What's that? So it usually comes down to money. Yeah. So basically what happened is the Kinsey Institute paid the parents to go home and perform sexual acts on their children and monitor the results and how the children reacted. Here's the table that I took a picture of. We have an instance in which an 11-month-old child, male, uh, had 10 orgasms in one hour. Um, This is their parents either having sex with them or stimulating them with their hands or some other way. You know, sexual abuse against your kid. Um, We have another documented 11-month-old having 14 orgasms in 38 minutes. Um, A two-year-old, three three separate instances of two-year-olds having seven, 11, and four orgasms in nine, 65, and two minutes. Okay, I'm not going to go through this whole thing. There's a, there's there's pages and pages and pages of charts that they published. Okay, it's like thousands of kids that they experiment experimented on. Okay, um, and this was funded by the government. This wasn't like, you know, some arbitrary thing that some like discrete billionaire put into the mix. It's a state funded state, a, you know, state university affiliated institution doing I mean everybody that participated in this study should be a convicted sex offender mm-hmm. maybe they were maybe they ended up becoming a convicted sex offenders after this I don't know I didn't follow up on it that much but the fact of the matter is the very first thing that this place ever did to publish you know research was sexual experimentation on children to see how many orgasms they could have in what period of time I mean, it's still around. The place still exists. It's it's endorsed by the UN. Like they they're a lobbying institution. They 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 participate in you know global government affairs, and they I don't understand. I just don't. I I still don't understand how this place even exists anymore. But it does. Um, so you know. I, I guess just whatever at that point. You've been trying to find a way, best way to get the best adrenochrome too. Who knows? I mean, if, if that's the very first experiment they ever did, God, yeah. I, I can't even imagine the other things that they did or they're doing now, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, that's the Kinsey Institute. And by the way, go back and look all this stuff up, people. Like, do your own research. I'm just giving you the, the TLDR on this stuff and... There's probably so much more that I don't even know about it. Um, John of God. This guy is horrifying, dude. Like, this guy is terrifyingly bad. Um, Ferrar, Ferrar, Faria? Ferraria? 
John Ferraria. I don't remember. I can't remember. How, I can't remember how to say his last name, but they call him John of God. He's from mm-hmm. Brazil. And uh, basically, what he would do is he ran this cult. It was like a religious cult where he would perform these miracles on people. You know, some some of the things that and this is the the, the miracles and the cult isn't even the part of it that has to do with sex trafficking. The part that has to do with sex trafficking is is worse. But the people who participated in this cult, he would perform these miracles on them. And the, the types of miracles he would do is like he would take a pair of like cuticle scissors and like shove them up somebody's nose until they just like like were spewing blood out of their face. And he would call it like a spiritual cleansing. And these people would like, I mean, there's lots of them, you know, hundreds of them in this, in this cult. He would do this to them like all the time. He performed miracles on them. Um, but the really sinister thing that was really messed up, um, and, and by the way, this guy had so many people um, come out against him, and his daughter was one of them. So his own daughter actually turned him over to the authorities eventually. They kind of ran a gang where they were sort of untouchable for a while. And people just got sick of it after, you know, years and years and years of abuse. Yeah, there's a lot of accounts that, that I saw. Yeah. That came out against this guy. Oh, yeah. Hundreds. But um, the really bad thing that he was doing, you know, on top of raping his daughter, um, was he would get these really, like, desperately poor women in Brazil from the ages of, like, 14 to 18. And he would offer them money and a place to live in the form of like a dirty, filthy, disgusting barn. And he would like give them food. Um, and in return, they would agree to perpetually be in a state of pregnancy and giving birth to children who then he would take and sell to other people in other countries for about $50,000 a pop. So he gets these dirt poor, desperate, young girls in the streets of Brazil brings them back to a dirty barn feeds them slop and just has sex with them or has other people have sex with them and impregnate them perpetually for a period of about 10 years just constantly having babies always being pregnant living in squalor then he turns around and sells them for 50 grand and then after they've been in uh, I don't know in use for for 10 years he just kills them just murders them um, you know, this is this is all just status quo for yeah, these people. Reading about that guy, that guy was a that guy was a sicko. He is a a wild, wild deviation from the norm. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> NXIVM, you read about this? Mm-mm. Okay, so this was a guy. There, there was a like an advertising company or something, wasn't it? It was a it was a cult group, another cult group, NX. IVM. The dude's name was Keith. Ah, uh, what was his name? What was his name? What was his name? I don't. This wasn't the article that I read, but uh, oh man, what is his name? Keith something. Yeah, here it is. Okay, Keith Renier. Yeah, Renier. Mm-hmm. Keith Renier. So this guy was like a, uh, he taught some kind of like acting class or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, self-help classes. Okay. Um, he taught self-help classes in New York. And 
was wealthy and, you know, had a lot of influence. And for some reason, he, he got this uh, reputation that he was like one of the smartest men in the world. And like like some people even who went to these classes for him started to see him as like a higher level being like like non-human higher level being. Um, and long story short, he used his position with these women to basically rape them um, and turn them into sex slaves. And he was openly, uh, like openly talked about child sex abuse constantly. Um, I forget the number of people that, that were involved in this, but it was pretty significant. Mike you know, Stalker, he's the sadistic killer. Son of Sam. This is a guy yeah. who killed. So sexual relations with 15-year-old girls. Left her bound, strangled, um, and deceased. Very scary people. 16-year-old girls. New season starts Sunday at 9 on HLA. Lesson plans on rape Our abuse. main emphasis, our so main belief, is would, to have people experience This guy more would actually, you know, prep <laughs> women for the rape and abuse that he was going to eventually Jesus. administer to them um, through his self-help classes that they would enroll in. Ugh. And then um, Laura Silsby, you know about her. She's kind of connected to Pizzagate. Um, where was that? In the, was it Caribbean? Or where did the Clintons have that uh, foundation set up in like the... Uh, by Epstein's place? Yeah, probably, probably around there. Um, don't quote me on it. Look it up if you want to. But Laura Silsby worked for the Clinton administration um, uh, for their one of their foundations that they have that was like it's a front basically for child abductions and child trafficking. Um, she was actually convicted of trafficking 33 young boys and girls like she got arrested she got oh, convicted this is the, this is the chick that was uh when the haiti earthquake happened yeah yeah it's haiti yeah. yep yep so when the, they rolled in to help and then they mm -hmm. ended up, all these kids went missing yep 33 kids mm -hmm. she got arrested she got convicted and then basically bill and hillary clinton went down to haiti and like bailed her out mm -hmm. and yep. and just and the kids are still missing all the kids are still missing. What you you would wonder why, like Bill and Hillary Clinton would be so, like jump jump at the chance to go and rescue a child trafficker, right? You know, mm -hmm. like even if she did work for them and they had had a long relationship together, it's like I would personally would want to distance myself from that. Yeah. Unless of course she's got dirt on me yeah. and can expose me for also being a ch child sex trafficker. You want to know how your media is a joke? They don't ever talk about that either. Oh, yeah. Hillary Clinton's a saint. You didn't know that? Yeah, I did, actually. Dude, she's <laughs> the saint. Um, and then, so the last one, which is also the kind of the first one that we talked about, was Pizzagate, right? Um, again, this one is, like, so massive, that like it's hard to even talk about it because there's so many things it's all kind of mildly circumstantial like but the way that it all fits together and all coincides with other things is just there's no way that it's not correlated there's no way that it's not a thing okay one of the big things 
um, that I discovered in my you know research, and this may not be new news to anybody, but um, so this guy James Alafantis, who owns Comet Ping Pong, mm-hmm. um, couple of couple of things. First of all, um, he got massively wealthy, like wealthy enough to be one of the fifty top individuals, fifty most powerful individuals in. Washington D.C., according to GQ, and his only <laughs> claim to fame or business is a pizza place that has a couple Darn of ping pong tables pizza. in it, right? So we're talking about like, you know, Washington D.C. is the capital of our country. It's like one of the most wealthy, like some of the most wealthy people in the whole world live there. Powerful people, and this guy who's just a fucking pizza shop owner <laughs> is a top fifty. Why? You know, um, so one of the things that I found interesting is that, you know, he starts getting all this attention because of all this uh, Pizzagate stuff that's going on. People are, you know, snooping around his Instagram pages, uh, snooping around his, his social media pages, and he posts some really weird things. First of all, the guy's gay. He has, he has no family, but he posts pictures of children all the time like like I think in the span of like 12 weeks or something or 13 weeks there were 9 or 10 different children all you know I don't, I don't know not explaining who they are or like like his posts never there's no captions or anything he just uses hashtags um, so basically a bunch of people start snooping around his stuff and they come up with this theory of Pizzagate, right? And it starts getting huge traction during the 2016 election series. Um, it was actually the number one trending topic on the internet for a period of time. And so, obviously, they have to cover their tracks. The left wing comes in. They start doing, you know, media pieces and coverage of it. And uh, he does this interview. And in the interview, I think it was like the Huffington Post or New York Post or something like that. He tells them, this person, well, first of all, somebody came into the shop and shot, uh, like, shot a gun. And so they made it like it was this big, um, hey, shot the gun, we're victims here. But actually, the only thing that the gun hit, it was a single gunshot, the only thing that it hit was his computer hard drive. (laughs) So... You know, whatever that's all about. Um, what a shot. But then, you know, there's this big, like, movement about how um, Comet Pizza is not bad and all this crap. And uh, he tells them in this piece that he does, he, he's quoted as saying, All these people online think we have this child sex trafficking ring that we're running out of the basement. We don't even have a basement. And a year before that, he did another interview with a different news source about his pizza. And in the interview, he said, well, we cut up everything fresh, all of our tomatoes. Uh, we keep about 10 tons of them in the basement. <laughs> it's like, so a year ago, you guys had a basement. Now you don't have a basement. Do you have a basement or not? Also... Um, so you know that uh, Washington D.C. has um, 
like underground tunnels, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so this is weird. Uh, this guy, the reason people started looking at this is because he put up this post of a all like concrete cinder block room, right? It looks like a, it almost looks like a freezer and it's got blood stains on the floor and it's like, there's no windows. It's not connected to light. There's only one entrance or exit from the room. And he posts this on Instagram with a hashtag kill room. That's what he said. That's his hashtag was kill room. He's got obviously got dried blood on the ground. Looks exactly like a kill room. Um, and so some people start doing some digging and they end up finding the uh, James Elefantis on his Google account went on and listed this building called Pegasus Museum, uh, which was also another hashtag in one of his Instagram posts. He said Pegasus Museum, which is not a real museum. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what it is. But James Elefantis on his Google account went on and listed Pegasus Museum on Google Maps. I'm guessing so that he could like send the address to all of his PETA right. friends, right? Um, well, somebody comes across it and they find where it is and they find a blueprint of it and they're able to tie the blueprint of the building to the kill room. This building is 20 meters away from a playground. Out front, um, there's a there's like a cinder block wall and on the wall is written in probably spray paint, but it kind of looks like blood, kids with an arrow pointing down. Jeez. Um, so this guy who does this investigation into this kill room, he posts a video of it on YouTube and it starts gaining like a lot of traction in a short period of time. And he reaches out to James Alifantis to get a, a quote because a bunch of people are like, hey, we need to hear from him. Like, let's get his perspective. So he reaches out to him, tries to get a quote. Alphonsus, like blows him off, asks him for his YouTube channel, says, like, I need to check your credibility, basically. The day after he posts the video, Alphonsus watches the video, or maybe even, like, the same day that he posts the video, watches the video, immediately contacts him on Facebook, direct messages him on Facebook, starts telling him to take the video down. If he doesn't take the video down, he's going to kill his whole family. Um, so the guy does, and then he posts another video about why he took the video down, because a lot of people were asking him about it. So another person found that, so there's a, there's not like necessarily a specific blueprint for the exact locations and cross sections and like expanses of the DC tunnels mm-hmm. but there's an estimation and a lot of people have you know you can access portions of the tunnels through the subway system that they have um, it's just like it's such an expansive network of tunnels that not everybody knows where they are well James Alfontes owns Comet Pizza he owns the Pegasus Museum um, and then he owns like a couple more things right so Another picture that he posts on his Instagram is this building where the Pegasus room or the kill room is supposedly Pegasus Museum. Um, And they're digging these like really deep, like three, four foot holes in the concrete going like all different directions. And um, 
So it just so happens that if you line up these properties, all the properties that he has in D.C. on Google Maps, Mm -hmm. they're all on a straight grid line with each other. Mm -hmm. And they line up with known channels of the D.C. tunnels. So if this guy were to, you know, dig deep enough into the ground underneath his properties, he could access the tunnels and set up a network and the ability to move anything he wants underneath the ground and nobody would ever know because nobody goes down there. Um, so those were, those were a few of the things that were like really weird to me. Um, the guys like he gets, um, one of the pictures he posted was, uh, napkins or like a, Oh, as a handkerchief. That's another code word, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, well, a handkerchief code is something that yeah. they use a lot. Yeah. Um, but this one specifically was a gift that he posted on Instagram and the handkerchief itself had the word Moloch on it, hmm. which is the Moloch is the uh, Satan like child sacrifice. Yeah. He's the God of child sacrifice in like the pagan Satanism mm-hmm. religion shit. Um, and, and, and like I said, I mean, this is just one aspect yeah. of it, right? This yeah, James Elephantis is just one guy. Was that? I said they don't hide who they worship. Oh no, not at all. Um, and and I won't go any any further down this because you know it's really something that you got to kind of do yourself. <coughs> um, but people try to play this off like it's not a real thing, like Pizzagate isn't a thing. Um, it's a thing. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama both had campaign events there. In one of the Podesta emails, uh, he says Obama flew in $65,000 of pizza and dogs mm-hmm. for, a par- for a private party at the White House. Yeah. I think we have the same source and are using the same channels, if I'm not mistaken. Something along those mm-hmm. lines. Not an exact quote. Yep. couple things. Number one, <laughs> the White House is like the most stringent um, entity in almost the entire world when it comes to food prep and what they will actually allow as far as food coming into the White House, right? It's extremely vetted. Like, the process is painstaking. You know, there's a whole staff that just goes through, like, basically sourcing food. So to think that you could just have, like, whatever pizza parlor and hot dog whatever thing that Barack Obama wants to have flown in <laughs> at a moment's notice for a private party is stupid, right? It's not That's not how it works. And on top of that, what, you said $65,000? $65,000 of hot dogs and pizza. Yeah. I was looking at it. <laughs> the average hot dog wholesale cost, because obviously if you're buying $65,000, you're going to get it at like almost like at wholesale cost. Um, average full... Hot dog, so even with condiments, costs about 40 cents. So that's like 165,000 hot dogs, basically. And I mean, pizzas, you're talking like maybe, if you ordered a lot, you're talking maybe 10 bucks a pie, you know? So 6,500 pizzas (laughs) for a private party. Or if you look more like... If you look at it like it's actually code word for prostitute, right. 
than yeah, maybe like $5,000. And you look at the Wayfair prices, it kind of starts to make sense. Right. You know, $5,000 a pop, you're looking at like 13 children. Right. Or maybe ten or $12,000 a pop, you're looking at like five or six, right. you know? Um, probably a little bit more realistic mm-hmm. to... to you have to open up your mind to the possibility that like pedophiles talk in code, yeah. which really shouldn't be that big of a surprise to you because they wouldn't go around talking about it not in code. You know, no, everybody would fucking crucify them like they have to do it in that way. If they didn't do it that way, they wouldn't be able to do what they do. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was I thought that was like really funny that. You know, sixty-five grand. Now, another thing, like, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna get hot dogs, I could see maybe if there's like some really, really amazing pizza place in Chicago that just is like you can't do without it, right? But like, there's no amazing hot dog place anywhere. <laughs> you just buy hot dogs in a in a bag. I mean. You don't need to fly that in from Chicago to Washington. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, what? How, how can you? How can you tr- even try to believe that those that that's not some kind of like coded language? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. You're just naive. You're stupid. Um, and we don't we don't want you to be stupid. Don't be stupid. No, don't be stupid. Um. But yeah, I mean, those are some of the examples, guys. Like, just a few. Yeah. And that doesn't even touch on the things that, like, haven't been actually proven and covered and convicted. And, you know, these are just incidents where people actually did something about it. But all the other instances of people don't, not doing something about it, it's disgusting. And uh, I know you got some stuff that you want to get to, so I I got through everything I wanted to talk about. Um, On top of the child abductions and missing children every year, just as many kids or babies are, and probably more, are being aborted. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, that's what it all stems from. I mean, the whole why thing, I mean, you mentioned uh, uh, Moloch. Besides, you know, Satan worship and everything, I mean, you have um, Project Veritas that uh, was big a few years ago when they um, uh, videotaped Planned Parenthood. The leaders of Planned Parenthood, basically, they admitted to selling baby parts after they aborted it. So, I mean, they're using the stem cells and everything oh. for um, research, and who knows? They, they could, they're probably using it for cloning. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, food, which I'll get into in, in a second. Um, yeah, all these organs and everything that they're harvesting, they're probably selling them to elites for, I don't know, maybe something healthy, I'm sure, to keep well, them Well, I mean, even, even just for, like, organ doning, or, like, right. people that are harvesting yeah. organs on the black market and stuff. Right, so I'm sure these elites are paying top dollar for, you know, fresh, you know, fetal organs or whatever, uh, but this company out of California is called Cenomex. Uh, they are a like a sweetener company, and they have this product. I think it's, it's HEK two ninety three. It stands for Human Embryonic Kidney Cells. Now they comes from aborted fetuses, and they oh are using God. this 
as artificial sweeteners in our food. Uh, PepsiCo is a part of it. Kraft cheeses. Um, there's another company. There's, there's there's like four or five companies that all use this product. And it, I mean, here it's it's all in our food. And I don't know if they're grooming us to to crave human flesh or anything. I mean, that sounds kind of crazy, but who knows? Because um, like there's this, there's this movie back in the day. It's called Soylent Green. And the whole premise of it is harvesting humans for our food and everything. And I mean, basically, cannibalism is another form of Satan types, mm-hmm. t- Satan type stuff. So I mean, th- they could be all leading us into astray with this stuff, and like we can't get enough of it. You know, like I mean, how many people are out there addicted to, to Pepsi products or craft, yeah, che- you know, craft cheese? I mean, that there's like no ounce of dairy product in craft cheese. It's, it's completely fake. But it's there, and we throw it on our hamburger every time we cook out. Well, you already know Robert Kraft is, you know, stupid <laughs> enough to get caught at an Asian <laughs> massage parlor. So, right. but think about all the things he probably did that he didn't get caught doing. You know? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's but like I mean, that's the thing. Like the whole this whole. I mean, they're making money hand over fist doing whatever they want. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're making money selling the baby parts. They're they're using it to sell it to other companies for sweeteners. I mean, they are they are in win win situations, mm-hmm. and it has to be stopped. I mean, it's a death circle, and it's it's got to it's got to come to an end at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, the the cannibalistic um, ritualism and the pedophilic ritualism go you know go hand yeah, in hand. Do. You know, they bring in the child. They torture it, they rape it, yep. and then they destroy it and yep. harvest it and do the whole thing all over. Yeah, again. and if you like, if you uh, look at like the ancient um, buildings for sacrifice and everything, if you look like a, if you look at like the headquarters for Planned Parenthood, they literally modeled the building after what they used to do in Mayan times and just in ancient times. It's like it's. They're not hiding what they're doing. It's just you just got to get educated. Our history is not what we're told in school. You got to go out and find it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a topic that I that I really hammer home at the beginning of this book I'm writing. It's like how important history is. Yeah. Like, you, first of all, you're given the wrong history. Yeah, I mean. You know, intentionally. I mean, one thing I love to do is, I mean, my grandparents are fortunate to still be alive. And, like, I... I talk to them a lot about how they grow up and what was, what you know their daily lives were and everything. You can even even if you even if you come across something today, ask them what it was like then. Like, um, you I asked them before like uh, they like when they were growing up, they had no idea. They never even heard of cancer before. So when you when that when this when when this disease that is, you know, one in four people are infected of it today, they didn't even hear about it. 80 years ago so like what changed then and then you can you can get to the point on like you can narrow it down to what's actually causing that you know what i mean and there's a lot of things like i read this thread about vaccines and how um vaccines cause your jaw not to develop all the way and it causes the ganky teeth and everything and you had i asked my grandparents you know like everybody had straight teeth back then nobody had ever had braces or anything but when they started pushing the vaccines on everybody you know, you started getting these weird, mm-hmm. you know, deformalities and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody's, their, their brains aren't developing fully and everything. Like, it's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff 
that you can ask them how things were back then and trust me i mean they got they got they have the history that we were supposed to know but i mean i mean as a generation i mean they you know they went through the depression world war ii and mm-hmm. everything and they but they they were still a generation that followed what their government told them because they were right. i mean under the pretenses of patriotism mm-hmm. they were still brainwashed to a certain degree because when they started having children they went with the ways of society instead of the ways that they grew up with which yeah. was more which was the re- the right way to live yeah but they still have the information and it's 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 pretty interesting i'll tell you one vaccine i won't be getting the covid-19 <laughs> vaccine no. no i won't i i don't care what they do i don't care if i can't ever leave my house again i will not get that vaccine cuz i i think you know we'll talk about this next time i think <laughs> Um, maybe a good transition into the next episode, just a tease a little bit. But the masks, you know, the the state mandated or the locally mandated masks, it's just the first yeah. stage of the assimilation. Uh, uh, you know, uh, of complicity. I mean, you're you're complying to something that you're not going to want to be complicit to later on. I mean, just you don't you legally do not have to put that thing on. And, I mean, I can go into real, real quick. I mean, you look up the symptoms of oxygen deprivation, and it's uh, pneumonia. Um, let's see. I know you sent that to me yeah, uh, I sent the, it to other you the other day. Because, like, uh, um, the this blood clot thing that, you know, they say COVID patients have and everything – I, I mean, I can't answer whether or not that's true or not, but I can tell you if you're wearing a mask at work all day, and I see a lot of people wearing their mask when they're by themselves in their car or when they're outside walking their dog. If you're wearing a mask all day besides when you're sleeping, and you have to, you can literally go get one of those things, test the air that you're breathing in and out of your mouth, and you you will want to take that thing off because um, it causes anemia asthma, heart disease, COPD, emphysema, lung disease, pneumonia, um, fluid in the lungs, blood clots in the lungs, and sleep apnea. So this is what, when you your body doesn't get enough oxygen, this is what your body could be developing. So whether or not this is the second wave or not, or it's just a bunch of people wearing masks getting sick again because they got, because they're wearing a mask all day. Yeah. It's not, it's, it ain't worth it. I was listening to some woman talk about the fact that uh, she used to wear a mask. Um, actually, she's like the mayor of some place in Arizona, I think. Um, but she used to wear a mask because she did painting. like, And she ended up getting um, a permanent lung disorder. Bron- not bronchitis, but... Um, I forget what it was. But... Uh, Directly because of the fact that she was wearing, like, what is it, the M95 mask, mm-hmm. um, she developed a permanent lung disorder that she can never get rid of. And she never even knew that it was yeah. happening until she just couldn't breathe anymore. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be a whole different episode. Um, you know, we've already talked about COVID once, but... <laughs> You, you, it's, it's here to stay. So we're you can't like just stop talking about it if it's still 
around you know you got to keep these these important things at the front of the because uh, because things change the messaging changes you know the strategies of of the elite and how they want to manipulate us change once we start catching on to things you know when people start recognizing the patterns and they start you know exposing them for what they're actually doing they have to adjust on the fly you yes. know they have to make shifts they have to make changes to their strategies and yes. they and they have to be convincing mm. and you know unfortunately the majority of people out there are just fucking sheep and they'll just do whatever you know yeah. you i'm not wearing a mask anywhere i go ever yeah. and if you try to make me then fuck you <laughs> you know that's just how i feel about it and 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 you can call me insensitive you can mm. call me you know, uh, a nonconformist. You can say that you can say whatever you want. Yeah, we're we're standing up for the last rights that we're fighting for. You may not realize it yet, but I mean, I mean, think about it. Uh, it. Exactly what you just said. Like, we have lost our right to privacy uh-huh. because the government can just spy on us whenever they want indiscriminately. How, like, they're probably spying on us right now. Yep. You know, we've we, we're we're we've lost our right. They're, they're trying, they're systematically trying to destroy all of the rights of the Bill of Rights. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want us to have free speech anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, be ashamed of your right to bear arms, mm-hmm. you know, gun control. Um, I mean, it, it, they're, they're systematically trying to destroy America because America is the last safe place. It's the last place where we can collectively as a group be free and pursue a life that we choose Mm -hmm. that the global elites don't have the right to force us to do something specific in our lives now they influence us a lot in ways that we don't know we can't see and we don't understand but at the end of the day they can't just put the iron fist down and pull a, a china on us and we can't let that happen so Anything else you want to touch on, dude? No, I think you have to wrap it up. <laughs> I mean, long episode. Yeah. Um, kind of some pretty grim yeah. material in there. But, guys, you know, this is... I'm convinced that the child sex trafficking issue is the most important issue that we are facing in the world. In the world, mm-hmm. collectively. Now, I think COVID's very important. I think, you know, there's, they're attacking us on a lot of fronts right now. Mm-hmm. But I think that the way that we attack yes. them back is by exposing this. You know, if we can yeah, definitively yeah. expose... This, this is a distraction. Yeah. I mean, this is where the root of everything is coming from. This yes. is why they're doing everything that they're doing. So that they can t- continue... Like we talked about Black Lives Matter having to do with pedophilia and everything. It's all tied together. It's a distraction towards the ultimate goal yeah which is you know evil yep. just everything that they can possibly push on the world that's evil they want to they want to do um and we gotta we gotta try and stop it so all right all you great listeners out there <laughs> we will talk to you next week all right